0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dana Publicover.
1: I'm Ross Chapman.
0: And we are Go-Getters.
1: This is a podcast about ambitions and all the shit that gets in the way.
0: Like how we're wearing the same outfit today.
1: And I don't know how many pairs of glasses you have.
0: A, a lot. A lot of pairs of glasses. Like
1: How many, actually? Uh,
0: 12. Twelve. Because I have two um, five glasses containers, like like nice little boxes where you put them in. And then I have two that don't fit in there.
1: Okay. But how did you get to having 12?
0: Some of them are not the current prescription. Okay. But in the last- Sentimental? Well, I I plan to get them re-lensed. Hmm. Um. Yeah. It's It's not terribly expensive. It's just inconvenient to do it. But the glasses themselves were all relatively cheap because I have good glasses connections. Oh. I'll, oh, I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the thing. Because then I think if I put my link, people get $5 and I get
1: $5. No way. Cool. But
0: can you do that? Is that legal?
1: I have no idea. Referral well, links. Yeah, that should
0: Referral be link. Yeah. Yeah. So Germans have a lot of really nice glasses shops mm-hmm. and those are open. Nothing else is open. So I'm thinking I could scratch my shopping itch by buying a pair in person mm. um there's a pair i've really been spying they're like really thick they're like mm-hmm. thick cat eye um and then they they're black and then they have a tortoise um stem I which okay tortoise part stem kind of want those so mm. if you see those on me you know that i have broken down
1: <laughs> i thought you'd be <laughs> eating them because the on the supermarket it's still closed so you're...
0: they are so closed yeah, yeah they'll be open tomorrow
1: okay cool yes then which... you can eat
0: yeah then i can eat i've been doing a lot of cooking actually we got takeout tonight the takeout places are open surprisingly oh, for good easter job. week which actually is what i was going to talk to you for my life segment so i'm going to start the clock go into it that. so it's the easter holidays everything is closed i am Jewish. I don't celebrate Easter. My husband was raised Catholic. He's no longer practicing. So we don't celebrate Easter, but Easter is a big deal here in Germany. And I felt really bad for the first time ever that everyone was doing these Easter egg haunts and they were doing baskets for the kids and there were toys everywhere. And it's kind of like Christmas. People were getting like bicycles for Easter. Easter? I have never heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I had all this horrible guilt. Um, which I guess is a very Jewish thing, but I was also having guilt because last weekend was Passover, and Passover did kind of stretch on. But I usually I never stick with it that long anyway because I'm not really a good Jew either. And we did probably like I don't know like a 10 minute seder, the um, the holiday meal for Passover, and I made one food, and that food was matzah toffee. So matzah the crackers. And then you melt some chocolate on the top, you put some sprinkles, that's about it. That's as far as I got into Passover. So I feel a tremendous amount of guilt, but I'm sorry, like our second Passover in lockdown, I, I just didn't have the energy for it.
1: What would you normally do outside of lockdown? Is it like this huge like thing and everything? Yeah,
0: thing? yeah? it's my favorite holiday. It's, um I oh. love to cook. And I love history and tradition. And I usually have a big Passover. I usually have, oh gosh, 10 to 20 people of varying faiths and um, lifestyles at my house. And it's always really awesome. I love being a host to that. Uh, Last year we didn't do it and um, we did just a family, just the four of us with the kids and the kids were only two last year. So they Mm. they were tough. It was a tough Seder. So the Seder usually goes maybe four or five hours um, and you're kind of eating in between there, but you really don't get to eat for a while. Uh, So we did like a 30 minute Seder with the kids uh, two years ago, but, okay, and last year, I mean, (laughs) anyway, tell me about your life,
1: my life, Mm -hmm. uh, my life, this episode.
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: we also had easter i guess we're still in it it's easter monday today so it'll finish end of today and my children have had chocolate i did not buy myself any chocolate and i feel fine about it and they i i i remember as a child i would eat through chocolate i wouldn't save any my children save it like it it just is there i like at the end of the day, I, I clean up and close the door, and there's still chocolate in in the like, case and things. It's really, really crazy. Uh, so yeah, well, we've we've had a bit of a kind of discovery. Uh, my wife Steph, we worked our way through Wonder So Steph and I have been working our way through Wonder Vision, which is just a kind of setup, and it's it's a good set of films on disney plus and then out of that she wanted to start watching some marvel films i'm not a huge marvel fan i didn't have the comics or anything i just like watching films and we have just finished captain america and she said that was okay actually pretty good let's work through the rest of them so
0: no that's a commitment
1: this this is the start of a uh a new thing so yeah quite excited by that that's and amazing. um yeah just
0: just that's just... uh that's Jim's fantasy is that I will watch all the Marvel movies with him he's a big comic book guy okay yeah he's um in the he's gotten the boys I don't know if he's gotten them or they have become very into Spider-Man mm-hmm. um we started with them his whole plan was for us to have one DC baby and one Marvel baby so we had Batman spider-man but they're both kind of into spider-man right now
1: is he quite even between dc and marvel or does he have a certain allegiance has he got more comics of one set and
0: i'm going to tell you ross there's about a thousand of them okay i'm not sure i could tell the difference
1: okay and they all made their way to germany they did right
0: okay they did our timer is up and we must move on. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: How convenient. Uh, okay. So, Dana, what do you want to talk about in the world of work and industry today?
0: Okay. So, a conversation I was having with a founder this past week led to a LinkedIn post I wrote, which was, I think, not meant to be divisive or controversial, but maybe had that kind of spin where I was talking about a, how a logo is not a sales strategy. And in fact, a logo is a poor investment if you do not have a sales strategy. And I've talked to a lot of people who are in the early stages. I work with a lot of early stage companies. And their general belief is that they have this running to-do list you're gonna start your business, you're gonna get a logo, you're gonna get a catchy name, you're gonna get a really good website, and then the clients will start pouring in. And I was trying to explain to this person, and I think I hurt her feelings a little bit and I wasn't trying to, but I was just telling her like that's that's a waste of money. A logo right now is a waste of money because you can sell without a logo, you can sell without a website, you can sell without a brand case in point you've done it Ross I've done it a lot of people have done it and once you have sold enough to substantiate that kind of budget you can buy yourself a really nice logo and it's not it's not an investment against the business because you've already earned the money so I'm saying not only just sell it before you build it sell it before you brand it we can't hear your nod. <laughs> Or your mic drop gesture.
1: You don't need a logo. And depending on who you are and what company you're putting together, if you're just a freelancer, mm-hmm. your, your logo is your face and your name. And there, there's no sense of, of making it making it looking more aesthetic. Weren't you saying, Dana, that uh, people are going to sleep at night thinking about their logo and... and them needing to do something about it before.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's hanging over your head. It's something that you're really concerned about.
1: Which is just not the case. I know of one, I know of an agency in Amsterdam that for the first two years, they did not have a website. What they did have was the chops to go out and network and build up connections and talk to people and listen and do that and make sales all without any sense of branding or can you find me on Google? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, I don't know what book you're reading, and chapter two is you need a logo.
0: I think that's a, a sense of and a desire to have a personal brand or to have a brand in general. And there's this association with a quality look of a brand and the perception of quality. If, if you, it's almost like you feel like you have to have these things for credibility before anyone will buy from you. But I'm, I'm saying that that's not the case. I mean, my, Uh, my most recent venture I've, I've sold without a website for the last, what, four months, three months. I didn't have a website. I didn't, I still don't have a logo. I'm working on the branding right now. I'm working on the website right now, but I'd already sold for several months before that happened. You, you really don't need it. And, and I think when you think about investing money in a sales strategy, it's not like investing money in a logo because it's not something that you're buying and it's handed over to you. A logo is kind of tangible. Hmm. A sales strategy you're paying for, you're probably paying for a consultant or some kind of research, which is really important, but you can also do those things yourself. And those things don't require a tremendous amount of training. It doesn't take experience to listen to your customer and figure out what they want and figure out how to explain what you do to them. And that's what a sales strategy is. You don't need anything more than that. That will sell you. That will buy you a logo. That will buy you a bangin' website.
1: Hmm. Instead of thinking about that logo, they should be thinking about the sales strategy. Is Absolutely, they should. Yeah. And for anyone that does want a logo, you can just find a designer and work with them to get you something you want, or you can just create something yourself. It it kind of doesn't matter. It is not in the top 10 things that you should be doing if you're looking to grow your customer base, improve your sales technique, grow your revenue, A logo will not get any of these things. I've seen so many companies that feel like they need a rebrand when actually they (laughs) need a better sales strategy.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: Like a lick of paint isn't really going to change the game. And if you're not listening to your customers and responding to their comments or their bad reviews, a different logo ahead of your website is not going to change anything. And actually, I, I think rebrands come from companies that have nothing further valuable to say.
0: It comes from a sense that something is wrong and you don't know what to do. And that's your, that's your solution. That's your band aid.
1: All the European car companies have recently rejigged their, their logo or updated their brand and put together a nice mood video, but they haven't shown what they've actually been innovating on. hmm And that's boring. Do you know know, what we call uh,
0: that? Yeah. Do you know what we call that in the US? In the South, at least. Lipstick on a pig. Lipstick on the pig. It's still a pig.
1: you got to re-engineer your pig.
0: Yeah. Or, I don't know, get a giraffe. I'm not really sure. This metaphor Mm. isn't really working now.
1: Mm. But address the elephant in the room.
0: Yes, with lipstick. Okay. And address. Yeah. So on that subject, um, personal branding, because you're doing a lot of that right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's sh- shift gears. So I I want to talk about personal branding. If I haven't not been talking about it recently, it's because work gets real busy. Uh, you're you're just pushed and pulled. I I like personal branding. I like putting things out there, and I've tried to get in the mode of doing that with less effort. Probably the most successful thing I've done in the last few years is I run a near weekly newsletter and I've done that. And once you start, I, well, once I start, I get the sense that I don't want to disappoint anyone, especially myself. So I just keep on going. And, you know, by the way, happy third episode of the podcast, everyone. Yay got past the pilot uh uh so uh yeah i think personal branding in 2021 is and you've been great at this dana is working out how to communicate on clubhouse i think it is about keeping the things that have been working going email uh regular posts on linkedin Twitter, Insta, wherever. What else would you say, Dana? What, what else is personal branding in 2021?
0: I think it's important to differentiate that we're not talking about personal branding, like a logo, for instance, or a really yeah. well-designed website, but more so a content strategy that helps speak to the types of people you'd like to work with and get you the type of work you'd like to have. And I think it's I think it's professional in nature. Would you agree?
1: Yeah you just me- mentioned being different being different is probably the the biggest thing you have to be in in 2021 going forwards
0: but everybody's I, I work, different. everyone's
1: really different and everyone's different and you need to celebrate that difference i i work with you know global enterprise companies and their key strategy is to be different because they can't compete on price they can't compete on innovation in the short term What they can do is live their values and and be different and communicate that difference. So I think personal branding in 2021 is about communicating your difference. You, You should not be for everyone. That essentially is a failure in your branding. Yes. You shouldn't be for everyone.
0: Agreed. There should be people who say, oh, gross, this is not for me. I hate this. Good. You want those people because the opposite is that people who do resonate with it will feel the exact opposite of that feeling. They'll be like, oh man, this is, oh, this is exactly, which can I brag for a second? Is that okay? Is this bragging corner?
1: Brag ahead. Yeah.
0: Okay. So quick brag. I have been working on my personal brand for probably, well, it started a year ago, but I took a huge break. I had no childcare. And then it kind of picked back up again a couple months ago. And I decided that I was, I was tired of trying to look bigger than I was. I was trying to speak to things that I wasn't specifically an expert in. I just limited my topics. You know, I followed basically content strategy 101, which I've never done before. And I just started speaking in my own voice and not trying to sound smart, just trying to sound like me. And I, For the first time ever, and I've been self-employed and self-marketing for 15 years, 14 years, I am getting messages from people who, first of all, people I only know through the internet or people who I haven't talked to in six or seven years or people who are um, the parent of a child of someone I met like 10 years ago. I don't know. Just like the most random people, coworkers from long ago. And they're all telling me the same thing. They're, they're giving me this encouragement. They're saying, love what you're putting out. Love the voice. This is so fun to read. And I feel like you love it. And I I don't know about you, Russ, but like, I don't get that kind of feedback from content. That's not something that I normally experience. That's not I don't know, being a content creator, that's not the normal experience. So I'm, I'm screenshotting all of these. I'm I'm filing them away for my low self-esteem bank. I will visit them when my imposter syndrome hits. I will visit them on a dark day, but it is just so cool. And that has never happened before. So I'm feeling super proud of myself, but also feeling like, okay, I have hit a personal branding stride here.
1: Isn't it funny how, when you do what you love, things start working out
0: kind of amazing and yeah I don't feel like I'm writing any differently I mean I've been a writer for a very long time I I write I feel like I write the same but for some reason my tone is coming across differently and people are really picking up on the vibe
1: yes and do you think (laughs) you're putting effort in because it's your name across the door do you, do you think there there's some kind of, I have to be really on it because if I'm not, you know, the buck stops with me. Do you, do you think there's you a know, sense of accountability?
0: Ross, that is it? a really interesting point because this, this is the first time in my self-employment life where it's, I've just been Dana Publicover. And I mean, I was Dana Dilly Hunt before, laugh all you want, but I've always had a company name, you know, I was, I was tiny pinata. I was dash creative. I was DD strategy. I was, um, photography company many years ago, DD photography, you know, I've never just been my name with no clever little brand. So that's a really cool observation.
1: But it also makes it hard. Like (laughs) it's when, when you do, when you're trying to be objective about yourself, it's much harder because you're you're not saying what's the vision for the, this thing that I'm building. It's like what's my vision? Yeah, but that's exciting too.
0: It is. It is, and and it's like what are what are my beliefs and what are my values and what do I want to talk about? And if if I want to talk about my kids, that's fine. And if I want to talk about, I don't know my cool friend ross maybe i'll talk about that it's interesting to be a a business and a person and find those things in the same house now like i've been a solopreneur before this is not new to me but this particular version of it is very different so that was my bragging section of the podcast
1: I have it maybe we'll make it regular
0: feature (laughs) brag segment Yes. Do you have anything to brag about? I can, I can brag for you. Is that, is that allowed?
1: Yeah. Although I haven't really done anything. Wait until we get to our ambitions because it's, it's going to be a, another no show from Ross, but yeah, carry on.
0: Oh no. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say that I think your newsletter is great and I really look forward to it. You have this, um, the way you curate some really, really fascinating links and they're always kind of around the same subjects. And I like the segments where you have its product, its UX, its um, design. I think there's like an organizational one as well, but it's it's always solid content. It's, it's a good roundup of the internet. It's a nice industry summary. And I think you do a really good job with that.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, long time yeah, the- reader. <laughs> long time reader, first time.
0: Caller, uh-huh. first time podcaster.
1: Did the newsletter was actually inspired by uh, someone's um, newsletter that I followed. And uh, what he would do is have this personal intro and then get the best bits from the web. What I realized about that was you really only have to create half a newsletter. The rest of it is just stuff from the web. But the value is in you curating it.
0: Oh yeah, it's lazy for sure, for me, because I get to read it.
1: What I like about it is, I never want to be the person putting out the same content as everyone else. There is Mm. so much out there right now. I think it is so much more, I think it's more authentic to just highlight the good out there rather than look at the good and kind of write it yourself and then put your name after it. Like there, there's so many. I I have quite a few connections on LinkedIn, and most of them say the same things. And it's because one person starts, and then another person, and then it all feels very samey. I feel the same
0: about sales and marketing, and it's yeah. It's I call it sales bros, and and real bro marketing. Because it's the same. like those launch sequence emails, it's you've all read dot com secrets and you've all done exactly to the book what it says to do. And there's just no, there's no room for expression or authenticity or deviating from these proven formulas. And I've I've a B tested landing pages where I just talk about the thing and a landing page where I follow the format. And they convert about equally for mm-hmm. me, which, I kind of wanted one to be a clear winner. Honestly, that would have been helpful. It, it took me a long time to want to start a newsletter because I didn't want to write that kind of newsletter. Mm-hmm. And then I decided like everything else a couple of months ago to just write the kind of newsletter I want. And guess what? It's working. Yeah. You don't have to sound like the format. You don't have to sound like the template. The people who hate it will unsubscribe. The people who like it will love it. Mm. Same as anything else.
1: I mean, does this sound familiar? Hey, I figured it out. I've got this 10-point strategy uh, and you're seeing me on Facebook. All you need to do is go to this free training that is on this link, but you have to give me your email address and you'll just receive emails from me nearly every day. And when you come to that free trainings, why it's in plural, I never know. Uh, it's not you, funny. I, I will talk about something. I'll essentially mirror your problems and then hint at the solution. Mm-hmm. And just as I'm getting to the the 60 minute mark, I'm going to then point out something else that you need to sign up to.
0: Bam. Upsell.
1: There's a very special offer for you. <laughs> Normally it's this huge number and for you, because you've, you've had the pain of going through my 16 minute free mm. trainings uh it's a one time offer and it's this amount of money if you sign up in the next 30 seconds
0: uh and the bonuses don't forget the bonuses
1: oh the bonuses and listen to all these people that have benefited from it yes and it's then it's just you noise
0: And then it's like the, it's the value ladder. It's um, the entry point of the free thing. And then the upsell and then the lifelong coaching commitment and whatever. And it's like, I understand that it's a model that works and it's a model that creates urgency and people buy it. However, I don't think that's a model that I want to use.
1: I don't want it. If, if that is the model for getting rich, then I'm not going to be rich and that's fine i'll just be happy and authentic instead
0: (laughs) and really poor well then then
1: at least we work and i like working so that's
0: true that's true we will have we will be rich in friendship and moderately well-paying clients and that's our time (laughs) okay then (laughs) so we move on oh this is the fun part this is the fun part. This is where we talk about our learnings, our in our current interests. Mm-hmm. Let me get our timer going here.
1: Because a whole week has passed and we have oh. new interests.
0: Oh, you have new interests. Yes, as do I. Um you go first this time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh so I have yeah, started to reboost my uh my media and my content. And one thing that I really suffer from as a XUX designer is messing around with my website. And I've done that for a while. Recently, I've moved it to Webflow and I think it's going to sit there for a bit. It
0: looks really fine. good. It looks really
1: good. It's a theme I found and paid $49 or something because I know if I designed it from scratch, I would still be designing it. I, I know my own problems and I'm a. I'm a hapless tweaker, and I would never stop. I and hope that goes
0: in your bio, Ross Chapman. Hapless, hapless tweaker.
1: tweaker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but on font pairings, it is so hard to work out which fonts use. You could just go with mass and go with circular, like Spotify and everyone else. You can go for something really, really interesting and useful. Most of the good ones are um, licensed in a certain way, so I. I, I find font pairings really tricky. Uh, I, I think I know what I like, but sometimes I change and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm reading up on what are good font pairings to use. I think in this day and age, Google fonts won't cover it all Mm -hmm. and you, you can go with something kind of selective, but yeah, I'm just, super interested in it because i think that's the bit of creativity that i have aside from picking a webflow theme and kind of doing what i want and actually on that point the reason that i pick themes or use canva for graphics or do all these kind of hack shortcut things is that it lets me focus on the content Mm -hmm. because I, i consider this all to be the art gallery and i'm focusing on the art you know, the the website is the white walls and whatever you put there is is the art. And I need to be creating blog posts and information and people get my bio and things like that. So it's not
0: important for you to be represented by groundbreaking, unique and special design. You don't no. need a fancy logo, but your content are the legs that your stuff is going to stand on. I think that absolutely makes sense.
1: Totally, totally. Now tell me, what's your,
0: um, what's your favorite font right
1: now? Oh, uh, I thought it was grotesque, but I looked it up and it's definitely not. Uh, the one I like at the moment is there's one on creative boom. I think it's called ABC something. Let me just look it up.
0: ABC in you?
1: ABC Diatype. That is my favorite font right now. Um, what okay. is yours? Because I know you've been uh, looking at. I've been parents. faunting
0: around, <laughs> um, faunting about recklessly. I have fallen for a Google sweetheart named Carla with a K.
1: Carla with K. I know
0: Carla. You know Carla. A lot of people yeah. know Carla. A lot of people mm-hmm. know Carla. She uh, she gets around, but she's she's kind of a get along girl. You know, she she pairs well with a lot of others including Libre Baskerville, which I am also very into just a gorgeous serif. Um, Looks great with Carla.
1: So yeah, I'm, I'm super interested in font pairings. Dana, what is going on with interesting, cool stuff for you this week?
0: Well, I'm working, well, I'm working on my website, clearly, and those are the two fonts on my website. And that's kind of been consuming most of my energy, but because of that, I've been listening to a lot of background music. And mm-hmm. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's my age, and I think this is going to be a really regional reference, regional meaning like the US really specifically in 1998. So we were talking about this commercial that used to come on advertising a cd collection called pure moods
1: pure? And uh, steph loves pure moods do
0: you oh my gosh so this is in the uk too okay so oh no, she loves it and yeah and um enigma um mono yeah so this is what i was listening to in like late 90s early aughts is that is that correct i think it's the odds yeah um Completely Isn't it called about. the Naughties? The noughties? I'm the Not noughties. for me. I was, no. <laughs> I, I was listening to Pure Moods in my bedroom, writing in my journal, so no. Um, okay. And also reading a lot of Jane Austen. But yeah, so I c- had kind of forgotten about it for a while, recently remembered it, tracked down the entire track list from the original Pure Mood CD and created a playlist on Spotify. So I now have my own Pure Moods collection. Really Hmm. excited about it. So that's been really good website music, honestly. And I kind of, I put it on the other day for for the kids. They hated it. But to be (laughs) fair, they hate most music that I listen to. They're always like, please turn this off. Please turn it off. I don't like it. And, um, you know, Jim thought it, but he didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Pure Moods. It's a it's a vibe, and it's it's a vibe I'm really into right now.
1: It is a mood.
0: Music to to personal brand to. Hmm. Or take a bath with candles, like in the commercial. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Anyhow, that's anywho. I mean. So awesome. Um, yeah. Well, we finished that segment a little early, but we don't need the extra time because we can just move into our ambitions. Okay. So, Ross, what was your ambition from last week? What were you going to do? I think it was social media related.
1: If I remember correctly, I was going to finish some IGTVs because I made half of it already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did Mm. you do it? No.
1: No, I had something come up this week, uh, which took all my attention. Uh, And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. But what I will do Man of Mystery. I know. Uh, what I will do is get those done because there were quite a few. And I probably should edit these podcasts, Dana.
0: I think that's a good ambition. I'd hmm. like to add an ambition to you. I'm gonna want you to review my website because you okay. always Ross does this thing where he reviews your website. <laughs> He sends you a loom (laughs) and he talks, he narrates through going through your website and he asks like really dumb questions that are just so loving in nature, but make you feel like such an idiot. Like, how could I have been this stupid when I made this website? They make you
1: feel like shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I, it's like, I simultaneously feel like, the biggest idiot on the planet and also like incredibly just loved because I think it's such a it's such a nice act of friendship to review someone's website in that amount of depth and detail he's blushing
1: I know where I get this from as well I've, I've had some tough colleagues in the past few years and they would go what's this all about why have you done it like this what what's the strategy here and you're just like so yeah, I'm it, it, Mira, as you well know. Well, so I used that's... to think I
0: was a good writer and then you read my headline like six times and you're like trying to make sense of it. And I'm like, I, I guess I don't know how to write after all.
1: I'm not a very good user. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> or
0: a very good user, one would argue, because your product is only as good as your worst user.
1: Ah, uh, OK, yeah.
0: Right, isn't that uh, a thing? Good. Did I make that up? If I made that up, oh. put it on a shirt because that was good.
1: So do you want me to do a Loom video or not?
0: <laughs> now I don't know. Now that I talked through it. Um, <laughs> you are a hapless tweaker. So maybe you'll, I don't know. Maybe you'll maybe, tweak it up.
1: Maybe I'll just do it and do a screenshot of it. Okay. And that's your uh, to-do
0: list. Um, uh, my... All right.
1: What, what are you? What are you? Okay,
0: I'm going to finish this website because I've come this far. Yeah, and... but is
1: it—is it ever really finished, Dana?
0: No, it's not it's never finished because I'm going to change probably the fonts again and probably all of the content and always rewrite my headline changes probably daily. Honestly, mm. no, it's not that much. Um, oh, but my ambitions for last week, I was going to um, do a sales push for Pitchcraft and try to get a couple enrollments. I did do some personal reach out and get one or two of those. So that's nice. Huh. And you,
1: you kind of did it.
0: Yeah, I kind of I did mine. So, you wow. know.
1: That's a podcast first. <laughs> Actually well, did what you set out to do. I,
0: I said I was going to sell three to five when I sold one to two. I'm going to say one and a half because one is slightly unconfirmed. I get credit yeah. for one. And
1: anyone that sells, it doesn't happen in a week.
0: No, it doesn't on. happen in a week. But this is a class. This is a product. I'm, you know, I'm really... And unlike the value ladder, there is no upsell in this class. This is just, hmm. let me help you learn how to sell. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm still excited about it. I have a really good group of people enrolled in the class. And, you know, like my ambition was two weeks ago, I'm going to do those course materials and get those all finished up. So I'll work on that this week too. Well, those yes. are the ambitions. and They are there. That's how I think that's it. Awesome. Leave us a review if you liked it. That helps people find it. Follow us. I think that makes the algorithm think it's a good podcast. Pretty sure. I don't know a lot about podcasts or algorithms, but that feels true. Mm -hmm. And listen to Pure Moods and relax, light a candle, take a bath, do your website. That seems good. I don't know. I'm good with that. That's all the advice I have. Yeah. Okay. We will see you next week. Go get it.